Well, last week we talked about the importance of forgiveness. And um, if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back, uh, listen to it. I believe there's some good things there. And um, we're going to read a few scriptures. But tonight I want to talk about forgiving yourself. You know, we're going to talk about forgiveness and, you know, kind of uh, continuing on with what we had last week. But um, specifically along those, that vein. Let's look at Ephesians 4.26, read this portion of Scripture. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Hold that in your mind. I'm going to come back to that. Verse 28, Let him who steal... Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. I'm going to come back through some of this. I'll read it again. But Verse 30, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put out, put away from among you, with uh, or from you, with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I'm gonna go back and listen to or read some of that again, but let's skip to Galatians 5:14. I want to read this before we go on. Galatians 5.14, it says, For uh, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even as this, you shall love, the na- love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, so if these things apply to loving our neighbor and doing, uh, do, uh, how we treat other people, you ought to be treating yourself well, at least that well. You are not a doormat. It's not, well, I got to forgive everybody else. I got to do all these things, everybody else. But, you know, I just can't, I can't forgive myself or I just can't. I speak evil of myself. No. Um, Sometimes that's part of the problem. The reason we can't, if we can't forgive other people or, or, you know, we have trouble uh, with that or um, other issues here, it's, we need to understand how much God loves us and how, um, you know, the right standing we have, the place we have, and um, understand His goodness toward us. And so when we're talking about these things, we ought to do, yeah, do as uh, 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 to others as you would have done unto you. Well, <laughs> do unto yourself as as you should do it as the right way to treat others is the way you should treat yourself too. So let's go back to Ephesians uh, 4 verse 26 and read this. Now, there's so much here. We're going to unpack some of this, but you know, I have other scriptures we're going to go to, but I just want you to see things here in light of I'm talking about herself and um, we're talking specifically about forgiveness, but just look at these, these different statements here. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. 
in all these things, as we read them, know that, yes, you can give place to the devil as you treat other people, but you can also give place to the devil and open the door to the devil by how you're reacting and how you're acting toward yourself. The way you think about yourself, the way you speak about yourself, if you don't forgive yourself, that is opening the door to Satan to have a heyday in your life. And so we, it says, give no place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, uh, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to, to give him who has need. Twenty Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification or building up that it may impart grace to the hearers? Well, that would imply to you, even if you're the only person in the room. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. This isn't, well, you just beat up, you know, when somebody else is around. Now, it can be very damaging what you say to yourself or what you're letting your inner talk. It's supposed to, everything is supposed to be for edification that it would impart grace to the hearers. That includes you. That includes me when we're saying something about ourselves. Because if we don't do that, you are actually, we, we could give Satan access to ourselves by what we do, talking to ourselves or thinking about ourselves. You actually open the door to him to, to have a place. Verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know it grieves God when you don't esteem his child, which would be you. You know that grieves him? When we, when we berate ourselves, when we beat ourselves up, when we don't forgive ourselves for something, when we, when we um, look at ourselves poorly or we, we're not... Um, we say things ourselves that definitely aren't edifying, but are actually bringing ourselves down. Well, that grieves him because, you know, think about it like this. If one of your children, if you have children or somebody you love, you know, one of your siblings or mother, father, good friend, if they're talking about themselves or, or poorly, does that hurt you? It does. Somebody you care about, you know, you think of it, somebody you love, especially, you know, you as a father or mother, you think of your child and, man, they just, they, they're talking bad about themselves or they won't forgive themselves for something. Does that, that hurt you? That's, that pulls on you. Well, same thing with God. It grieves him because Jesus paid a high price. God paid a high, th- high price through Jesus for us. You realize, side note, Jesus is identified with humanity forever. It's not like, oh, well, he died and then he resurrected, so everything's good. It's the back of the way it was. It didn't really matter. No. The, the, the uh, part of the, the Godhead, the Trinity, the Son of God identified, has a human, has a, a physical body forever. He, he has identified for us, with us, forever. When you see him, flesh and bone body. So it's a high price he's paid. And so when God's looking at you and me and we're saying, I just just can't forgive myself for this. And you're beating yourself up. That grieves him. That hurts him. And, of course, it hurts us. 
Verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Again, think about that in light of other people. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you. Be put away from you. There's not a period there. With all malice, period. It doesn't say just toward other people. Of course, in context, he's specifically talking about other people, but you're a people. <laughs> it's not okay. And anyway, if you're the only one in the room, you're not the only one in the room. God's in the room. It's not okay. It's not okay to ever... See, when we, when we, when if we give voice to something or we're thinking about something that, that is berating ourselves or in any way... That is giving voice to our enemy because that's not the way God talks to us. You give a foothold to the devil. Verse 32, be kind to one another. Well, be kind to yourself. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Again, you can apply that to yourself, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. If God forgave you in Christ, we need to forgive ourselves. Ephesians 4.32, that last verse in the Amplified Classic, says, Become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God and Christ forgave you. Readily and freely. We talked about that last week, forgiving other people. Well, forgive yourself readily and freely. Oh, that's just, I mean, i got to do some penance. That's a religious idea. There's no such thing in the Bible. There's no such thing as you beat yourself up for a period of time and then it's okay. That's not true. Jesus paid the price. You bring it before him. And then you go on. Because you have to go on anyway. Some time passing while you're beating yourself up is just, just hurting you. Not helping you. And when you get to the point where, okay, that's good enough, i got to go on, nothing was done productive. It was actually counterproductive. So, forgiving yourself readily and freely, not saying that we should go do dumb stuff on purpose so we can forgive. And I don't think, that's not, if you're, if you're a born-again Christian and your heart is truly after God, that is not your heart. You're not looking for a way. You're not looking for a way to, you know, to go do a bunch of ungodly stuff and then forgive. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about your heart is to serve God. You're doing the best you can or the best, the best you know how. And if you miss it, you need, if we'll get to the place where, no, we're going to forgive ourselves readily and freely, well, that'll free you up to keep running. Because the more you beat yourself up when you do miss it, the longer it's going to take 
for you to get back into fellowship and right standing with God and just to go on. You may be doing real well, but if you miss it and then you beat yourself up, it derails you for a period of time. Whereas if we get to the place where we, give, we forgive ourselves readily and freely like God himself does, who's much smarter and is infinitely just, if he can forgive us readily and freely, then who are we to hold on and try to make ourselves pay? No. There is an enemy, though, that'll, that'll try to, to play you like this and get you to try to make yourself pay because when you do that, when I do that, we're ineffective. It derails us, takes us out of the game for a while. And you don't have confidence to go before God and to claim anything when you are beating yourself up. And that's what the devil's after. That is what he's after when he tries to get you to mess up, get you to sin, get you off. It's not just so he can go goody-goody, I got you to sin. It's so he can take you out, steal your confidence, and one way he does that is condemnation and guilt. And the way you get out of that is bringing it before God and saying, God, I missed it. For you, you bring it before him. He forgives you. You forgive yourself and go on. And you disarm the devil. He hates that. He hates that we can walk before God and be forgiven freely. So he's, he's totally warped it in religion. So that people hold on, and they're too hard on themselves, and he is actually, through that, attacking us. He attacks us, and he keeps us ineffective. He keeps us uh, without confidence. Uh, Luke 6.37 in the Amplified Classic, we read this last time, I want you to see it. In the context, we're, we're talking about it today. We'll just skip. We'll, well, can you skip down? Next slide. It, let's talk, uh, let's pick it up where it's saying acquit. This is where it's forgive and you will be forgiven in the New King James. Acquit, forgive, and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop, and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Talking now about other people, but just the, the idea, the way it's talking about forgiving, acquit, forgive, and release. Well, do that to yourself. Forgive yourself, acquit yourself, release yourself from going through the cycle of replaying something that you can't do anything about that is past, Release and acquit yourself because God, if you've asked him to forgive you, then he has. So, so you have to release yourself. You have to acquit yourself because the only thing that's going to come from going over and over in your mind is just more condemnation, more guilt, and just the inability to believe God. You won't have any confidence to believe God because, uh, now I could believe God and I could go forward, but, uh, well, you're stuck. This, I, I, if only, if only, well, that's not going to change anything. That's not going to change, you can't go back. 
And it could be something small, like within a day, or it could be something that was life-altering. And we've you experienced something that when it, something didn't go the way you wanted to because you you made a mistake. And that can be just like but you can't you could sit you could stop there for an hour and go play it over your mind how you should have done it different and nothing will change. You just lost an hour. But I don't know about you, but that can I mean I gotta push back on that. That'll bother me. Okay, there, there's this and this, and I was planning this, and now it's this, and I, I can't get that back, and now you know, something's changed. Well, all I'm doing is messing up the present. What do we need to do? Okay, forgive myself and go on so I can be now, so I can be here, so I can be being useful on the earth. You know, we could go on all night about things that we could forgive ourselves about. Of course, if you committed a sin, like you knew you weren't supposed to do something and you did it. If you've asked for forgiveness from the Father and anyone else involved, then forget it. Go on. Of course it applies to that. If you did something you knew you weren't supposed to do, if you brought it before God and you asked for forgiveness, and you've asked for forgiveness from if you need to, from somebody involved, then we need to forgive ourselves and go on. Nothing else you can do. You gotta go, you gotta go on. You have to forget it. But you could, we need to forgive ourselves for not doing something what, you know, just the way we thought it should be done. You know, perfectly. Could be something on your job. You just you didn't, you know, you blew the opportunity. You just didn't do it right. Well, okay. You learn and you go on. Yeah, but I had that opportunity. Now I'm not gonna. Okay, we're not gonna not gonna help. Stay in there. You know, parenting. Well, isn't the perfect parenting? <laughs> parent. Well, nobody's a perfect parent. <laughs> Even though the current generation, of course, like everybody, they're gonna try to do it. <laughs> Now they got Instagram and everything else to share all their insights and newsflash, you're not going to be perfect either. <laughs> and anything you're trying to counterbalance, you're just, you know, if people are trying to balance up that they thought previous generation was so bad, so, you know, we all messed them up, so now they're going to counter it and go a different way. Well, you're just going to deal with a bunch of different results. You know, I mean, you're going to deal with a bunch of other issues now. No, we just, we got to trust God, do the best we know how to do, and go on. You know, relationships in general, something that we didn't do. We, again, if it was something that we, we need to, we owe an apology to somebody, well, then we, okay, apologize and get going. But, you know, I wish I would have done it differently. Well, okay, if I can talk to the person, that's good can talk it through, hey man, hey, whoever it is, I I blew it. I should have done this. And I, I know I should have I should have done it. I, I, I remember this situation. I, I, I could have done that better. Sorry. Will you forgive me? But after that, and if you brought it before God, God, I, I and you know I I didn't do that right. I'm sorry. I should have known better. 
Okay. God will forgive you. But then we need to forgive ourselves because if the person's forgiven us and God's forgiven us, if you hold on to it, you're still paying for it. And I know, easier said than done sometimes. Because you just, yeah, I know, I know I'm forgiven, but man, just, mm, just if, oh, I get it. It's not a person in here that hasn't experienced that. And there's varying degrees, right? There's stuff that is just like, good night. And then there's stuff that, yeah, I really should let that go. That was really minor. But there's things that nobody would blame a person if they were hold that they, they couldn't let go of it. No, you know, people would be like, man, I would have a hard time. Doesn't change the fact that if we can't, if we don't forgive ourselves, we are giving a place to the devil to operate in our lives, and we are we are hindering what God actually wants to do now, going forward. Philippians 3, verse 12. Let's look at that. It says, not that I have already attained, this is the Apostle Paul, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Everybody say ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In the NLT, verse 13 says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I forget the past. I look forward to what lies ahead. You know, some other things that... So we forget the past. We forget it. We ask forgiveness for it, but we have to... Forget it. We have to, you know, okay, so we can't forget everything. God can, but we, it's still in our, you know, our memory, our brain chips, organic as they are. They're still like a computer processor. They're stored there. And like you'd like to be like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. It's gone. It's still there. Okay, so literally, maybe you have a recollection of it but you can forget it in that it does not hold you down anymore. Yes, you look at it different. It's there, but. You know, you could have just made a wrong choice. <laughs> I, I, and, you know, have you ever, I know you, I know you have, but you've done something, you made the wrong choice, and then you replay that moment like it's almost like in slow motion. Now you 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 play everything that was around that choice, everything that was happening, you see what you saw and you're like, 
just make the other, and you watch yourself just do this, and then you rewind, and then you go, what all did I see? Why did I, and you see everything, and you just make the wrong choice, again, because it's the same video, but you rewind, and you look, and you're like, if only just go to the right, no one's going to left again. You can beat yourself up about that. Over, I just, I wish, if only I would have made this choice. Well, something to forgive yourself about. I made the wrong choice. All right. If it were somebody else, you'd probably like, you, you may be like, forgive yourself already. Go on. But easier said than done with ourselves. We're like, yeah, but I want to watch the video one more time. And <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one that's ever done that? You know, you could be like, if only I would have understood certain truths earlier. You know, if I would have, man, if I would have gotten a hold of something that I know now, if I would have known that this, you know, decades ago, why didn't I see it? Why didn't I make the time for it? Why didn't I, you know, do something different about that? Okay. I could have avoided so much. I could have changed, you know, my, my uh, trajectory, I could have avoided wasting time or whatever, but we're where we are. And what that does is make this pie-in-the-sky fantasy world of what it would have been like had you done that. Had you, if I only would have gotten hold of it, well, no, it could have been right, it could have been good, but Again, that can become this thing where it's utopia, if only. And not like you actually had to live life anyway. And would have dealt with decisions anyway. And you negate all the decisions that were right that you made. Like, you could have maybe done that, but then made another really bad decision, and your, your state today would have been worse than where you are. Nobody thinks about that. It's like, no, if I would have done that, and if I would have known this earlier, the rest of my life would have been just like this. And because Satan, if he's there to just beat you up, he's not going to tell you that. He's going to be like, no, that was it. That was your one chance, this chance, and you, you, if you would have only known, been smooth sailing from there on. That's just not true. Because you can look at people that probably knew what you think you wanted to know earlier, and they still messed up. Happens all the time. Now, we have a way of just, uh, you know, painting certain things rosy of the things that we didn't do or we didn't know and negating where we actually are. So he said in Philippians 3.13, forgetting, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past, looking forward. So we need to understand a couple truths. Look at 2 Corinthians, uh, let's look at 5.16. We need to know that we are born again through what Jesus did and through receiving what Jesus did. 
And we are made right with God through that. And that is what our relationship with God is based on. Verse 16 says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we, we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then verse 21 says, For he made him, for he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we are righteous or right, we have right standing with God through what Jesus did. So we're right with God. Now, if we miss it, if we sin, if we do something actually wrong, like we, we knew it was wrong, we knew it's against the Bible, we do it anyway, then you do bring that before God. Just because you're forgiven or just because you've been uh, born again, made right with God, does not mean that you don't take care of things that would try to push you away from God by our behavior. Some people have a misunderstanding of that, and we don't ever have to ask forgiveness. Well, okay, think about it like this. I'm married to Shelly. We're joined. Does that mean I don't ever have to ask forgiveness for, from her now? When we were dating, we did. But now? Now, you that are married know that is not true. You that are breathing know that it's not true. No, we, we just because you're in relationship with somebody doesn't mean you're in fellowship with somebody. Those are two different things. We could get in a, a, a blow-up argument, and we're still married. You know, I mean, you'd have to legally do something different to not be married. But we, it could be really cold in the house, figuratively speaking. In other words, there's no fellowship going on between us because we've had something going on. Well, okay, so that's the same thing with God. Just because you miss it doesn't mean you're now, you're now in unborn again. No, that's not true. But if you did something on, on purpose, well, then you bring it before God. We've read this before, or you know, you're familiar with this, but 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So he said, if you confess it, what does confess mean? You, you acknowledge it. You say, yes, that was wrong. You acknowledge it as sin. You're saying, I, that was wrong. It says, God is faithful and just to forgive you. He's faithful and he's just. That means he, he is legally right to forgive you your sin and to cleanse us from all un unrighteousness. So you're cleansed. You're right. So if, if that's true, then you need to forgive yourself. And I'll tell you what, you, we talk about exercising faith. You need to exercise faith in this area. It takes faith to forgive yourself. When you're, see, we talk, faith is not looking at what you see or feel. It's, it's looking at what the Word says. Well, your feelings can be saying, there's no way you can forgive yourself. You feel bad. But you, if, we, if we believe what God has said, then we take it by faith that God has forgiven us. And so I'm forgiven myself by faith. Therefore, I'm putting it away and putting it in my past by faith. 
and I stand on it. And then when thoughts come to the contrary, I cast them down and say, no, I'm going on. I'm not going to stay in the past. I'm not going to look in the past. I'm forgetting those things that are behind. I'm pressing on. Well, that's okay. If, if, if you literally did something that you knew was wrong and it's against the Bible and sin, well, yeah, that applies. But you know what? The, the principle applies no matter what it is. If it's something that's literally, it's not sin. You just did the wrong thing. But you couldn't say you made the wrong decision. But you weren't doing anything against God. You weren't doing it specifically. It's not in the Bible. Thou shall not take this job instead of this job. You just made the wrong decision. Now, you, you could be beating yourself up about it, and it's not sin, but the, the principle holds if God can forgive you, then we need to forgive ourselves and realize that God can still help you on your path and get you in a good place even if you made the wrong decision. And it takes faith to do that. It's not a flippant thing. Well, just forgive yourself and go on. It's just so That's easy to say to somebody else when you don't have all the emotions and the results of the decision. It's a lot harder when you're faced with all the stuff, the consequences, but, but it's truth nevertheless that we have to say, this won't help me. God himself has said he will forgive me. God has, I mean, and if it was something I, I knew, I overrode what God was telling me to do, he'll still forgive you. I, I made the wrong decision. I knew I should have gone left instead of right. See, if we're so caught up that if I make the wrong decision, everything's going to be bad, then I will I'll be really tiptoeing around anything. Because I, then I know two things are going to happen. If I make the wrong decision, my life is forever wrecked. I'm talking about if you have this mentality. And number two, uh, so if I, that I'm going to make the wrong decision, and my life is wrong, and then I have this condemnation waiting for me that I'm going to beat myself up over. So if I think that, if I think that if I make the wrong decision, it's just the end of the world, then I'm not going to want to make the wrong decision ever because I know I'm never going to recover, if you're thinking like this, and, oh, now I, I'm never going to escape the condemnation. But if we know that God is for us, that he is with us, that he can bring us through even if we do the wrong thing, not that we're trying to intentionally do it, but if we do the wrong thing, then two things. We know that we can recover from it. And number two, we know there's not a bunch of condemnation waiting for us. So now you can go on and you can just keep trucking. Isaiah 43, 25. Let's skip down a couple verses down the next one. It says, uh, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will not remember your sins. God, God will say, I don't remember it. And who are we to say, well, I do, and I'm going to bring it up. When God Almighty, the creator of the universe, has said, I blotted it out, I don't remember it, uh, the right thing to do is to say, I don't remember it either. I'm going on. <laughs> in other words, I'm not going to make a big deal because that's in really bad taste. If the creator's going not, let's, let's put that away, let's go on, and we're going, no, no, I want to camp here. It's a big deal to me when the Almighty is saying, I can, I can help you, but you got to do what I say. 
you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta deal with it the way I'm telling you to deal with it. Psalm 103, verse 10, in the NLT says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for His unfailing love toward those who fear Him or reverence Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate, to those who fear him, those who reverence him. That's a godly fear. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers that we are only dust. If we can get this into our understanding that God is not expecting perfection out of a person, that he understands what he's dealing with. Okay, that's not making an excuse for us just to be loosey-goosey with everything. But he understands that you, that me, that, he, he, that we're not going to do everything perfectly. We can, be, we can endeavor to be led by the Spirit of God, and we can be led by the Spirit of God, and we don't have to miss it all the time. But if we do, it's not the end of the world, and we get up, and we go on with God because you have faith in God. You have more faith in God than you do in making a mistake. You have more faith in God's ability to get you forward than the situation, you know, causing you to be derailed. And it may feel like there's just no way. I can't get past that. But faith says, God, he's able. And I don't know, and so by faith, as an act of the will and an act of obedience and faith, we say, God, I, by your word, am putting this aside, and I am trusting that you are bringing me forward, and you are able to do something. And I trust you. And the Bible says God looks on the heart. And so he, he's not, he's not uh, falling off his throne. You know, if, we, if our day doesn't go perfect, in spite of that, he can bring us through and over and do something with it. He is a good God and he's faithful and he is merciful. He is merciful. It's just, we're just going to read a couple of verses on that just in closing. Psalm 118.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Lamentations 3.22, through, uh, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Psalm 145, verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. He's merciful. If He's merciful to all His works, that includes us. So we need to be merciful to us. Sometimes we're merciful to other people. Oh, it's all right, man. You didn't mean to do it. But, man, we give ourselves the, just the, the riot treatment because we're just, read ourselves a riot act because, no, we, we messed up and we shouldn't and we knew better. God's merciful, and we're his children. 
and so we can be merciful unto our, ourselves. Last one, Psalm 23, verse 6, says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy. So we did something and we messed up. Mercy. We forgive ourselves and God's merciful and then His goodness is there to keep us going. His goodness is there to help us forward. So God, if we say no, His mercy, His goodness follows me, so I mess up. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I forgive myself. I'm going on and your goodness is still there to keep going. You see that? His mercy and good, it just keeps following me. So no matter what happens, if I have that mentality, now a mistake doesn't become the end of the line for me. No matter how big it is, we're not making light of things, but we can say God's mercy and his goodness is still following me. It's still with me, and I'm still going on. And he's going to help me even now. Well, now you look at it different. Now you're resilient. Now you're buoyant. Now you can't be pushed down. Now... Okay, so that I'm putting that in the past. God's mercy and his goodness are still here, and I'm still going on. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to do God's word and his will for my life, and I am strong in him, and I'm forgetting the past. I'm going on, so here we go. Somebody said, I always deal with the future because that's where I'm going. I'm not going in the past. I can't deal with that. So I deal with what's ahead. That's the only thing I can change. Now, going forward. So we side with him, we forgive ourselves, and we go on. Amen.